When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Is Dave ready to go? Dave Bielke joins us, ladies and gentlemen, because I have a, a couple of questions. And I, I, that's why I like this time of the year. Well, you know, the holiday season, but this is a big one because it starts in uh, basically at Halloween and goes for two months to New Year's Eve and all the rest of it, New Year's Day. So, Dave, my question is, and I, the reason I wanted to talk to you about this, it, when you're in the holiday season now, from today it starts with everybody traveling. It's one, one of the most, bu- the most busy traveling days of the year, correct? It's my understanding it is the biggest, uh, busiest day. In fact, I'm traveling today. Oh, so you are traveling. <laughs> okay. Well, then. Yeah, I'm at the airport right now. But yeah. Okay, so I, when people, look, there's a great part. I love Thanksgiving. There's no question. You know, go with the Christmas and go with New Year's and all the rest of it. I love all that stuff, but do people get weirder once that whole Thanksgiving thing begins and they're going to go for the next two months, or even maybe even Halloween? Is it a busier time for people like you? <laughs> it it might be a little busier. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things come together, and uh, you know, so I, I think people they, they realize oh they get, they're a little more frantic in doing the same thing. After the first of the year, then you know people say, "Hey, we got to start, you know, uh, taking care of whatever we need to do." So I think it relaxes much after the first of the year. I think things do get frantic. Yeah. And I'll tell you a little story here. That uh, so I do just workers' compensation, uh, but I have, I have secretaries that work for me that have previously worked for other attorneys together that they were in the same office, and one of them was a family law attorney. And they said they hated uh, the holidays. <laughs> they well, said people would oh, be yeah. coming in and screaming because it brings emotions, both good and bad, to another level. So there, people come in, they're crying, and they want. Um, then there's like visitation things that no, they uh, he's supposed to bring him over on uh, the you know the day before Christmas, and he said he won't bring him to Christmas, <laughs> so they want a judge's order. <laughs> So, and I, I, I don't do any of that law, but this is years ago before they worked for me. They worked for a family law attorney. They said they hated the holidays. They just it brought it brings good emotions, you know, to a higher level. It also brings bad emotions to a higher level. Yeah, there's no doubt about this. Does alcohol have a lot to do with that? You think? <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah. 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 You got the drunk uncle there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do know. As a matter of fact, on the phone with uh, now live Dave Bialki, brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. 
So yeah, I mean, I, the the reason I even brought that up, Dave, is because people should, you know, keep a watchful eye. And once that intake level of alcohol gets to a certain point with the people around, it might be time to go home, right? Yeah, <laughs> it might be time to go home, uh, find a ride home or something. But uh, yeah, the you know, there's the the, the people who I. Who, who who drink and get happier? That's a good thing. But then people <laughs> they drink and suddenly then they they bring up the longstanding argument with their you know their brother that they can't let go. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we don't have that in our in our family, fortunately. Uh, but I've seen it so many times that yeah. Uh, so it all works. As a matter of fact, I remember one time my youngest brother Troy, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, but uh, was at a holiday gathering. And it was somebody, I don't know, somebody's boyfriend or I don't know what the hell it was. But the guy, after a while, Troy comes over to me and goes, God, that guy's annoying. Where'd she come up with that guy? I said, oh, let it go. It's the holidays and everything will be all right. He said, okay, I'll just let it go. Of course, he didn't let it go. Now we're about an hour and a half later into the night, so much more alcohol has been consumed. I look over and my brother, Troy, has his hand, right hand in a fist and he's kissing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to give you one of these. She's like, I'm going to suck you right in the mush. Pal. So, yeah, people just get wet. Is it? So you're at the airport right now, you said. Yes. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be the, the busiest travel day of the year. And they said it's even going to be bigger this year because more people can get away. Uh, I, I guess, you know, after a couple of years of COVID and all the rest of it, that people are traveling a lot more because they have a chance to travel. Is that you, you finding that so far this morning? Uh, no, I was really? actually surprised at how, um, I mean, it, it looks busy, but it doesn't look unusually busy. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to say about that. I, it looks like a normal weekday morning. I'm, you know, we, we got through security very quickly and yeah. Yeah. Cause they say that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Saturday after Thanksgiving or Sunday after Thanksgiving is very, very busy at the airports. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the way it is and all the rest of it. But Yeah, well, that's what they say. But I, uh, to me, it, 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 my experience here this morning has been that it's just like on any other Wednesday morning. That's terrific. Do you, because, you know, so far it's been a pretty warm, uh, it's going to be cold tomorrow. And it's not exactly toasty right now either. It's a, mm-hmm. one of the coldest mornings so far this year. And it, it could be a hell of a lot colder. I've seen Thanksgivings where it was in the 60s and Thanksgivings where it was nearly below zero. So, but uh I just, um, there are a lot more problem with personal injury and things like that. Uh, people getting hurt, like delivery guys, you know, they drive the delivery truck and all of a sudden we got uh, seven feet of snow and got a foot of ice on the sidewalks. Do a lot more people like delivery people get hurt this time of year? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Uh, walking up people's uh, sidewalks there, you know, they, in uh, driveways, they yep. are getting in and out of their vehicle. And the thing of it is this year, you got your main delivery companies. It's so ratcheted up as far as how much uh, volume they have. So the drivers, uh, they get paid, um, they get hourly, but they also get bonuses for getting a certain amount of work done. So then, then, then the pay escalates if they get extra work done. So they're humping it, trying to get as many packages delivered as possible. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they get, especially this time of year, when they get the bonuses, because the bonuses are, actually get quite significant. And so they're humping it so they're, 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 sure. they're not, uh, you know, you know, getting in and out of, their, out of the truck like they should. They're just jumping out and they're running up driveways and slipping up on people's driveways. And so I, I've dealt with a lot of that over the years. That's, you know, that's, yeah. So it's a long answer to your question. Yes, there are more injuries 
time of year. It would seem to me that, that it obviously has to be the case with all that slipping and falling on the ice and in the snow and all the rest of it. I do have to ask you, you don't have to tell us exactly, but so where are we headed uh, for the holidays? Well, a uh, sister and I are traveling together to a different sister's down in Florida. Oh, that's and, nice. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be there. And my wife is in Columbia as we speak right now. And I'm joining her on Friday, and then we're coming back on Monday. Well, that's terrific. So let me take mm-hmm. a guess. You're going to the west coast of Florida. Uh, no, actually the Panhandle, Tallahassee. Oh, I like Tallahassee. Yeah. That's good. Because Minnesotans, just they love that west side, man, that Marco Island area. And it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Sanibel Island, all those places. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. My little... sister lives down there. It's not a, it's not yeah. like a vacation home. I mean, that's where they live. Uh, she, she and her, and my brother-in-law retired there years ago. So they, they retired where he worked in Tallahassee, and they live in a very nice area, and, and they really like it there. So. It is terrific. And I'll, I'll – uh, Get out of your way so you can continue your day. But I, uh, as I've told the Judd already this morning, and I'll tell you, uh, and I would have told Chris Eagert as well, uh, I am thankful. I'm grateful working with you. It's, it's great. And Chris Eggert's just a wonderful guy to work with. So Thanksgiving is very important to me and my family. So thank you uh, for all your support and spending time with us on the air uh, once a week. I appreciate that, Tom. You and yours have a great holiday as well. All right. Have a, have a magnificent holiday. We'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll talk then. Thanks. On the phone joining us, Dave Bialki, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com and tell them Tom sent you. What popped into my head and why I asked him about, because you know as soon as that ice is out there, those delivery guys get hurt a lot. Oh, oh I yeah. bet. Yeah. I literally, for the people watching the video, <laughs> I will not. We lived on kind of a little hill, mm-hmm. and this delivery guy, and I don't know why the hell the sidewalk was so damn slippery, but he's carrying this package. He steps on the sidewalk. The package goes up in the air, and he's doing this all the way down. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh. He went all the He didn't fall down, but he went all the way to the bottom of the hill. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's when you can just get your package from wherever it happens to be because I'm not going back up and trying that again. Not happening well, again. <laughs> in in uh, Fargo, I don't know if they still don't do it, but when I was there for college, they wouldn't put salt down on the roads or sidewalks. It was all just sand. So it was still slippery as hell, yeah. just muddy now so, yeah, well. I was going to say, when you fall, you get, like, really dirty. Oh, yeah. And so you, I remember sitting, waiting for the bus to go to class one day, and I'm sitting there, and somebody's walking down. They've got two Starbucks cups of coffee in their hand, and you just see the cups go in the air. Oh, then God. Oh, no. Then their feet are in the air and just fall flat on their back. Hilarious. But they got up. They were just fine. But, yeah, just a disaster. My favorite are the places that, like, are either way too cautious or have experienced somebody, like, slipping, and then now they're like, we're not having this again. Because if oh, you yeah. slip and fall, yep. you're a margarita rim, you know? Yeah. It's just yep. salt everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're brushing. It'll be like you with the corn. Just every crevice. Every crevice. Don't bring up the corn in Sorry. my crevice. I'm deeply hurt that it's... you'd even. We went out to the corn maze out there, Seaver's mm-hmm. Corn Maze. Yeah. And I swear to God, it took like three days before the final kernel <laughs> fell out my butt. Did it become creamed corn at that point? I think point? it oh, <laughs> Get away from me. That's disgusting. But she's right. But you Thank know, you. She is correct, but you got to do what you got to do. But no, that, it, was, it was. It was just like that. It was. Yeah. Well, there's one here that I didn't know. Then there's another one there. Like, Jesus. I was very thankful that Gogo was, like, 
I don't know what this is, and I'm not that into it because I had a feeling we'd be pulling those out of her diaper for days. Oh, the corn maze thing? She was like in the corn pit, and she was just kind of doing this like, I don't like this. Oh, she I'm didn't not, like it? I'm not into this. I think because she's only one and a half. So oh, I think that's true. She needs like yeah. next year, she'll be like Ethan and, and, and playing in it, but she was very disgusted in it all, which cracked me yeah, up. Yeah, I would imagine at one and a half, you wouldn't have a great time doing it because you're like, what is this now? She's like, I, I choose not to. But she'd watch I the other kids. I choose not to. I choose. But she did watch the other kids. Yeah, yeah oh, of course. Nice to hear. Well, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear it, right? Yeah, are you excited? You get to see your family today, as the whole group together. That's super fun. I do love it. There's no question about that. I love getting together with the family and hanging out. We're going over to Alex's house for a pre-Thanksgiving dinner. That's awesome. Great. It's got a... No, it's, I, I, I do love this time of the year. There's no question about it. But, oh boy, that traveling on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I know. I don't think oh. I've ever... I, mean, I don't think I've ever flown anywhere for Thanksgiving. I've taken the Amtrak for Thanksgiving before. See, I love that. Yeah. I love. Do they still run that train up to Duluth? Because I heard they stopped it for a while. I don't know. I always take it to Williston or Montana. Do the you Amtrak. Really? Yeah. I love that. It takes forever though. I know it does, but it's a great time. It is a good time, especially if you drink. Well, yeah. I I miss those days. <laughs> I miss drinking in my little room and passing out. It's you're so cozy, and you look outside, and it's like an ice land out there, and oh. <laughs> One thing about living in New York I love, there were trains to everywhere. Isn't that so nice? <clears throat> One thing that Minnesota sucks at, and I know we're trying to fix it, but it's like, I don't know if we can. Oh, here we go. Is, <laughs> is, here we go. Is transit. Like, you, if yeah. you don't have a car in Minnesota, you're screwed. Oh, you are screwed. Well, they, they got the bike path. Oh, that's a good point. They got yeah. that. <laughs> in January, I'll remind myself, I can technically bike to work from Eden Prairie. Hey, Tom, I'm in Bemidji, and I've got my bike, so... I'll be there soon. Keep the show going. I'll be there any minute now. <laughs> no, I, I lo- Is that unusual for, for somebody to like... I love train travel. It's I, very comfortable. Oh, I dream about that. Do you really? I have, love it. I have dreams about a efficient... Somewhat cost-friendly, speedy way to travel the United, the continental United States via rail. I've seen maps, I've seen plans, I've seen theories about how we can make this happen. They're actually going to be building, starting I want to say next year, a way to go from like the Twin Cities down through like southern Wisconsin to Chicago. That's great. I cannot wait because I did in a minute. If I can make a weekend of like going and catching a Cubs game at Wrigley Field, come on back. Oh. A dream. Yep. I really thought you were being sarcastic and you were going to go, they're coming up with a way to go from like North Minneapolis to Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie, baby. Right by Brittany's year. house. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Wait, here's the thing, I don't mess AJ. around about this. This is, this is a passion. AJ, here's the thing. You No, it's great. Traveling by train, I've done it all my life. We always got put on the train here in Minneapolis. We went to Essex, Montana to see my dad. The only thing you have to accept is the efficient part. I can't tell you how many times they had to stop the train for like a day. Oh, you really? Or one time I had to get off, get on a Greyhound, just go over um, some yeah. like a train that had derailed somewhere. One time they had to put a different, uh, they had to put a freight engine on the Amtrak and it was half the speed. So as long as you buffer in, like, or you just accept the fact, like, I might not get there on the day, not hour, but like the day I'm supposed to. Then it's great. If you kind of if you're retired or if you have extra vacation, then take the train. It's fun. But like, why you, did we not do what the East Coast did? It makes no sense to me. You I would think know. in Minnesota, where it snows even more and is even colder, yeah, the trains would have been great for everybody. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? That would have been amazing. The, you got the local rail system, though, the light rail. But that... <sighs> do uh, we? Do we not? No, I mean, who takes the light I, I don't. The, no. And I never have. Because, I mean, <laughs> Minneapolis, I don't think, is big enough to have... Like, you're not going to put a New York-style subway system or light no. rail where you can get to every part. But Portland is spread out like this, and they have an amazing yeah. transit. Like it, it jumping, you don't have to get a car. That right from the airport, you can jump on their transit and get almost anywhere. I mean, you could do that with a bus. Have you've never Not taken the fun. bus? You've <laughs> never. No. Now that this no, is, I know. No, 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 no. No, I, I, no because let me tell you right now, as somebody who um, has taken the bus from Woodbury, so there's no like if I have to get here. What I have to do is take the bus, is I have to take it into Minneapolis. Then I get on those hubs. So it takes about two to three hours to get 20 minutes. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you can still technically get everywhere, but it's you have to take the bus. Whereas, like, in New York or bigger cities, you can take the subway to almost every yeah, single no part question. of the yeah. city. Where no here, the light it. rail is good if you're really just trying to get to the Mall of America from downtown or like three blocks over from where you're currently standing. It is a really specific like specific situation you're in where you're like, I'm in St. Paul, but I need to be at the Mall of America in an hour. Like, are there a lot of people working there or what is going on where we have, are people using it for work or is it only like if you're just trying to park somewhere before you go to a soccer game? I don't know. I I have no idea. I've never taken the light rail here. Yeah, the only time I ever took the light rail was, yeah, when I worked at the mall and my car was in the shop. I was like, oh, I can just walk three blocks over and get on. Or if I'm going to the airport, depending on where I was living, I yeah, walk over to the light rail and I don't have to pay for airport parking or an Uber. Does there the, you go. Does the light rail then, you don't have to do a secondary thing. It goes right to the airport? Yeah, literally it goes. And so if you're at the, like, Terminal 1, the light rail, like, yeah, it goes – to each stop so you okay. can get on there when you're with regular people and you don't need a ticket. Got to get back to train travel. Do love train travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see Bentleyville opened a couple of days ago. You ever been up in Duluth for Bentleyville? No. It is one of the most beautiful Christmas. It's all, the, the entire area is decorated. It's oh. just spectacularly beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, are you looking at it? Yeah, tour of lights. I've never yeah. heard Oh, that's gorgeous. There's a picture of me holding up Fawny when she was less than, I think she was about a year old, something like that. And she is just amazed. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. See, you got to hang out with Uncle Tom. I'll put you all the good spots to go. (laughs) I mean, where is this place? Duluth, Minnesota. You got to drive four hours but yeah it's two and two, a half I, hours you big baby it's not like i would we'll take, the train. take the train yeah <laughs> we can take the train up to duluth which i that's what we did although I, I don't know if it's true or not but somebody told me they they shut down the revolving restaurant at the top of the radisson oh did they i hope not i hope they're not telling because we took i took my entire family there when i was in my 20s my mom and brothers and sisters and all that stuff and we took the train up from saint paul station all the way up to Duluth, stayed up, it was, and took the train back home. It was wonderful. Duluth's a great time. It is a great city. I do love that place. Mm-hmm. No question about it. All right, I suppose you better take a break because we have a guest coming up, do we not? We do. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, that's why. And they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. 
Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need when they need it and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my entire family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We're back, ladies oh. and gentlemen. <laughs> just go I just, just go said. Ahead, I do want to know this, though, Tevin. Yes. So you felt strongly that one of the six flag finalists was something you liked. Yes. I want to know which flag. The top right one. So the one with the three lines. The three lines and the star. I felt like that one was the least offensive to me. Tom, do you have any feelings on the no, flags? I think they all suck. Tom says they all suck. They do. Look at it. It looks like you're going to a yacht club or something. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. It what just, are you doing? It, I don't know. It doesn't. Or I would be cool if they just did the dark blue and the star yeah, without the yellow parts. Yep. I don't know. I'll go with you on that one. I just, yeah, there they are. The, those are the six finalists, correct? Those are the <clears throat> six finalists. 
which weren't originally, it was supposed to go down to five finalists. Yeah, yeah right. And so they're already just not doing what they were supposed to be doing in the first place. So, so what did happen? I'll tell you because I watched some of the meeting yesterday. Oh, how boring was that? It was the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. I would rather have been at the DMV and post office at the same time. Watching their meeting was terrible. But I did feel like I was part of government yesterday, and that was pretty depressing. Oh, you were stealing our money to give it away to other people so they'd vote for you? Is that why you felt like you are a member of government? Yeah, she's now running for city council. Yeah, she probably is. I wouldn't doubt it. No question about it. Uh, Let me know when Andy's ready to go, if you would. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm still waiting on the call, but uh, you got it, homie. I went with homie. What do you think of that action? He is your homie. Okay, five Thanksgiving foods you can and can't carry on a plane. You can't carry some Thanksgiving food on a plane. Technically, unless it's soup, you can carry anything you want on. This they can't do soup. Not good advice. I don't <laughs> think you, this, if it, you just don't know. You're just saying things like I don't think that's good advice to like, put you. Oh, you can't well, carry a glass if it's not soup. Right. No, I'm <clears> saying <throat> if it stays on the plate and you don't tilt it sideways, you can carry it. You're like, telling you, me that I could bring a full bird, a cooked bird, on the plane. On a plate. On a, nope. Wait, did you say plane is an airplane? Or yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, like I said, oh. you two are never no, no, going to no. be in studio I, again. I thought never. you said I thought you said plate. No, nope, not like, going to happen. I oh, was so I was to distract the piss out of each other. It's amazing. I was so confused. I just a disaster. You just didn't enunciate, and so oh, I. It's your fault. No, no. you didn't enunciate. So. I said very clearly, plane. I heard plane. Oh, I, I was like, sorry. why is why are you so? Jesus, he's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I just. Well, why would it. you? Why I, would you be bringing food on the? Like Thanksgiving food on the plane. Well, it's too late place. to get to well, it sorry. we have a guest I've... coming. <laughs> Not yet. We, 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 sorry. Right. we can continue. Going. Honest to God, what a nut house. I retract uh, my statement. I, no. I was about to get really passionate, I'm, too, so I'm so glad that oh you cut me God. off. I'm not going to let you retract the statement. You can carry whatever you want on a plane as long as it's not soup. No, plate. Plate. <laughs> but, that, no, but, but in the no, context of what we were all talking about other than you, yeah, you can, as long as it's not a soup, you can... I'm just going to be quiet now. Unbelievable. But why would you carry soup on a plate? Yeah, anyway. exactly. that's, what, that's what I'm saying, because I thought... Like, like, what? Like, here's a list of foods that are you're able to carry on a plate. Okay, well, that's pretty easy. What's you just can't do soup. Why would that be a story? That's, the I, name that's... of the story is five Thanksgiving foods you can and can't carry on a plane. Oh, I know. Right. It was I'm very saying, clear. I heard it clear as a bell. It's... I was so confused. That's why I was like, you can't tell people they can carry anything on a plane. And you were like, why? Why can't I? I was like, because you don't <laughs> know. Okay. Jesus. I, what my a bad. day. It's oh. a common misunderstanding. Is it No, though? it's not. Oh, please tell oh. us the list. I'm hey, dying. did I tell you that I'm going to get on a plate to go to Florida oh, sometime hilarious. this year? You mean a flying saucer? Yeah, it's, it's a flying. <laughs> it's one letter off. My bad. Is Andy ready to go? Yeah, Andy's all set. Andy, I don't even know if you want to do this. This place is psychotic today. That's all I have to say. Andy Davis, our special guest. in Minnesota. How are you in Minnesota today? Oh, we're doing fine, except for, you know, it's it's the first day of the holiday season. And you ever been, do you spend any time at all in Minnesota, Andy? My sister actually lived there, and I used to visit her and see in the winter. And, and all the little lakes were frozen. Yeah, That's yes, what I they were. You're absolutely right. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Davis with us. The re-release of Stony Island, an acclaimed Chicago-set R&B musical drama. Did you hear that there, Tevin? R&B. 
Huh? Well, I best music ever. When I read the descriptor, I thought of I thought of you immediately because he was like he was the only white kid on the block, and I was like, and he was in an R and B group, and I was like, Tom's gonna love this. No, I'm gonna love that, Andy. That you're, this is right in my wheelhouse because I do I can't stand rap music because it replaced R and B, which is my favorite. Look, no, I, I can relate. I can relate to that. Well, thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. I have gotten no support so far. You're the first person to support me, so thank you. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I grew up uh, riding my bike by Bo Diddley's house. Ooh. Herbie Hancock went to school at Hyde Park. Shaka Khan. Gene Krupa went to my high school. Curtis Mayfield was the guy in the neighborhood. Oh. So this is the south side of Chicago. Yep. And, um, and you know, my brother, it's interesting, I'll make a connection to Minnesota. He was in a band after Stony Island. He's the lead in Stony Island. And he had a band, and a kid, a kid named Malcolm played bass, who then later moved to Minneapolis. And he was in a band with this guy by the name of Prince. Oh, God. And he was T.O.ing in the <laughs> west side and the south side of Chicago Licks in those days. So there's a little bit of funkiness in Prince's music that came, comes out of Stony Island. I understand that 100%. There's no question. I, by the way, love the city of Chicago. I used to go down and do voiceover all the time and live there for a while. Just what a wonderful town that is. Yeah, well, this is a template for my later movies, like The Fugitive, Above the Law, yeah. Code of Silence, that I shot in Chicago. And um, it's a story about a, a white kid in a black neighborhood putting a band together with his buddy down the street, whose name is really Stoney Robinson. The movie Stoney doesn't have an E in it, S-G-O-N-Y, this is the name of the street. And they put this band together, and they get the help of an old nightman in a funeral home. Oh. And who's Gene Barge? And Gene Barge was an incredible producer, a, a sax player. He's known as Daddy G. Gary in the U.S. Bonds, quarter of the three. Play it, Daddy G. That's Gene Barge. <laughs> His rhythm section at chess when he was a producer was Donnie Hathaway and Maurice White, who later started Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm -hmm. And so Gene Barge is the mentor to these kids, and he brought the rhythm section from from Nellie Cole's first album. And he brought this rhythm section with these raw kids, and we put a band together in 12 days. And it's about the struggles of kids on the south side of Chicago in 78 putting a band together. And there was a young woman who, who was the daughter of my partner, Tammy Hoffs, named Susanna Hoffs, who was a PA and a little actress in the movie. She wasn't even a singer yet. And Dennis Franz was in the movies uh, in the organic theater. He hadn't yet done any television. It was his first feature. So it's, it's the coming of, of age of young talent in 1978 in Chicago. God, what a wonderful story that is, Andy. How long did it take you to put this together? A long time. Long because time, we, yeah. we, we, Because we had, to we, we had to raise $300,000, which seems like, like a lot of money, but it was nothing to make a movie. Uh-huh. And I had to learn securities laws, and I had to raise money in California and in Chicago with all kinds of characters. And finally, we put it together. And luckily, somebody liked the movie, uh, and they released it in 1978. But in, and, and it's the best reviews I've ever gotten, as good as The Fugitive or Holes. And they put it in the theaters, and white theater owners didn't want black kids coming into the theater in 1978. And so they pulled the picture, and they renamed it My Main Man from Stony Island. Oh. They tried to sell it as a black exploitation film, but it's not. And so it sort of fizzled out back in those days. There was no VHS. There was no cable. There was no DVD. You know, if it wasn't in the theaters, you couldn't see it. 
but the film left lived on and it you know it started my career as a director and uh every my brother became a studio musician and you know so years later it's got life because it's hip and kids can relate to these kids back then getting along and that that's a wonderful way to put that you know i've talked about this before um i'm of an age where when i was 16 17 years old and Andy, you would probably understand this. Some people go, I don't even know what you're talking about. But, but I was 16 years old, all this strife and horror in the streets. I grew up in a very, very poor neighborhood. Family didn't have any money or any that stuff. And I'm not exaggerating, Andy, when I tell you what's going on by Marvin Gaye album saved my life. That music wow. just, it, was, it meant the world to me and still does today, Andy. I still love it as much yeah, as I, I ever have. No, you listen. You listen to the lyrics from the seventies. Yep. And the civil rights movement and the anti-war movement and stuff like that, and it couldn't be more relevant today. You're absolutely right, and that's why I just love the fact that you're doing this. Uh, anytime R and B is mentioned, you got me locked in, Andy. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, it's funny. My brother started a band. Is uh, 35 years they've been in business now, called the Chicago Cats. And these are top-flight studio musicians, and they find these great young singers to come in and out, right? They play corporate events. They play for Obama's celebration. Mm -hmm. They play for weddings every weekend, right? And they're playing R&B. And people of all cultures, when they get on the dance floor and celebrate to the funky R&B stuff and dance together, that's a great wedding. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I, as I said, Andy, I spent a lot of time in Chicago doing voiceover and just having a wonderful time. You are a very lucky man. That's a magnificent city. I just, I absolutely love it. There's no question about it. Uh, the re-release of Stony Island, again, it's S-T-O-N-Y, no E, S-T-O-N-Y, Stony right. Island, an acclaimed Chicago set R&B musical drama, arrives on VOD and digital. It's out now, as a matter of fact. Andy, you got to come back. And go, have- to Andrew, go to andrewdavisfilms.com. And you can see the, the documentary for free, the 30-minute documentary with Chuck D. and Quincy Jones about how we made the movie. It is magnificent. Come back sometime and you can spend about an hour. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Andy. Thank you, sir. Andy Davis. No, I'm, I know you've heard me say that before, but it is absolutely true. If I didn't have that album to listen to when I was 16 years old, so, you know, we're talking just what he said, the, the late 60s, early 70s, the strife. Oh, my God, it was horrible. Yeah. I didn't know I knew some of his other work. Was that? I didn't know I knew some of his other work. Oh, you mean work. Oh, Andy Davis's? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was yeah. uh, in charge of The Fugitive, which is a great movie. I didn't and either. one of my like favorite childhood holes. Oh, yeah. 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 Shia LaBeouf. That's a good one. That's a good book. <laughs> they drink the peaches or eat the peaches out of the jar to save themselves from I the lizards. those peaches. Yeah. Yeah, I need that cream. God, how long ago did that come out? Oh, my God. Long time. 2003, maybe? Yeah, it's probably, probably 20 years. Just a rough guess. You're probably right. But I would guess you, you're probably right with that one. But if you carry Mrs. Zabroni up the hill. <laughs> Mrs. Zabroni. Zabroni. I love that name. 2003 was whole. Boom. Was it really? It was 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Time's flying when you're hanging around with your favorite people in the world. There you go. Yeah. You buying that one? No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? I mean, yes. I was in such a good mood until then. Until then. That's when you took the turn. I'm very, very glad we had him on because, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, I, I just, if you listen to that music, the magnificent singing, first of all, you go run down a list of all the great 
female singers in R&B. It's uh, the list is goes on forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, uh, my God, what the hell were some of the names? I haven't even thought about these women in a long, long time. But it, it just. You like, sit and listen to them. They just nail the notes. It's beautiful. amazing. Beautiful. You know what's wild now, too, is so I think all of us here, yeah, because we bought CDs, listen to an album through and through, but that just doesn't happen as much anymore because you stream random yeah, songs. Yeah. But that's like true. the loyalty you had to an album and like you saying, oh, I love that album. I listen to every song. I know. I it know. Just, you just don't hear that anymore. Nope. No. Well, now, because as you're saying with like Spotify, for example, and everybody's streaming. Even when uh, artists release albums, Spotify was had the default was set to shuffle. And artists yeah. were like, no, we're trying to tell a story right. with our album. Right. And so Spotify actually went back and retroactively was like, now when you listen to an album, it'll just automatically play from start to finish. So that way artists can kind of get the message across that they or the experience across that they want to. Well, that's a, a, a prime example of that would be what's going on by Marvin Gaye. It's a, the whole album is a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he's telling a story, and it was that al- that album is about every bit of strife in America. It was unbelievable. There was so much emotion in the music back then. What's the song where he's talking about? Uh, I think it's a house is not a home, but there's like an interlude in the middle of it, and he's talking to his friend, and he's like, you know, Lenny, I was just watching TV till the TV went off. <laughs> like, it's just like, he's, I think it's a house that home. But yeah, he like they would just stop the song in the middle to talk about Love sitting it. at home in their house by themselves because their girlfriend just left them. And yeah. No, I'm not going to be able to get Anita Baker out of my head the rest of the day. I can hear her singing in my head right now. You guys, you know who Anita Baker is? Oh, of oh, course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to make sure because some people might not. She yeah. Hadn't, she hadn't been around in, you know, pre-COVID, I guess. Yeah. No, she hasn't traveled much in it, but what a supreme talent that woman is. And it's definitely the music isn't lost because now you'll see new music come out today that samples songs from yeah. uh, back yeah. in the day. And so people are kind of rediscovering the old classic music. And so every once in a while on my timeline, I'll see people like, have you ever heard of this? You know, Al Green guy that's you know, oh, singing. Al it's Green. Like, yeah, like, yeah, no, everybody's heard of him. But. And Anita Baker has a concert tonight in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I gotta go. Yeah. We'll fly you out. I'll say, is that on the way to Florida? Can you make that <laughs> detour? <laughs> Everything's yeah. on the way to Florida if you try hard enough. That's about it. That's about the extent of it. No, it's, it is great how movies and, and, you know, audio, uh, music, all the rest of it, it can really, really affect your life if you're paying attention. There are albums for sure that have like were very crucial at a time when you when I needed them. Like I yeah. never got the experience of listening to records, but like I would say CDs. I remember, man, there were CDs I would I would have in my jacket and listen to all the time, mm-hmm. or have in my car, and like I loved some of those. And you just. To this day, you could put them in and go just remember where you were the first time you heard yep. them. You guys have a favorite like album of all time? Oh, I'm scared to say well, it. Well, Lawrence Welk, but I don't know which one. No, <laughs> favorite album of all time? Yeah, maybe the White Album or Sgt. Pepper, something like that. Probably mm-hmm. be a Beatles album. Okay. I don't know. I never really even thought about that. Do I have a favorite album of all time? Uh, and that probably would be What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. All right. This is the magnificent album. Yeah. Ready Give it a whirl. Uh, honestly, probably my... It's so hard, but I guess Folklore by Taylor Swift. 
Get Out. Why is that bad? Well, if you no, hated folklore bad. by Taylor Swift. <laughs> why is that? Why? Why is my? Why is Taylor Swift like I? If I listen to it and I'm impacted by it, it came out in 2020 when there was no music. It's beautiful music. Mm-hmm. It impacted me. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't that be my? Why should I be embarrassed by that? Because she can't really sing. No, you shouldn't be embarrassed by it. Oh. Oh, pardon me. Like, like if because. I didn't say she should be embarrassed. No. You were like, oh, come on, get out. <laughs> well, I mean, in history, you go with her. Well, I don't think oh. she's saying that's the best album. No, she just she's said. in my favorite album, and yeah. I like, I have to think about, like, okay, a, Weezer had a huge impact on my life. I love listening to Weezer. They're not that talented, but I right. love their CD. Yeah. Like, I love their CD. Unbelievable. I, and then my mom had a CD, you know, like there were CDs she played when we were cleaning the house. I loved those CDs with these beautiful voices on women. It was like a whole, um, enough is enough is enough, I can't go on. You know, like I forget which artist that was, but it was like R&B and stuff that we loved that. Mm-hmm. But like my favorite, my favorite album that's probably folklore, Taylor Swift. Right. Because you get, like, the music, it's going to evoke an emotion and make you think of a place. Like, Brittany's like, yeah, yeah at our time. And you're like, yeah, oh, it was COVID 2020, yeah. nothing else going on. It was just me and Taylor Swift dancing in my kitchen <laughs> while we're not allowed to go outside. Yeah. Tevin, you got one? Yeah, like, for me, probably my first album that or, like, CD that I ever purchased. Okay, well, I'm going to say this. My favorite, like, that I think is the best would be Jay-Z's The Black Album. Yes. But my first one, like, if anybody says, oh, did you ever buy a CD that I think of? Lil Bow Wow. Uh, I believe it was called Doggy Bag. No. Puppy Doggy Love. Bag. All right. All right. But anyway, it was like but his. But, like, it hit you. Because like... I was, at the time, probably eight years old. Oh, yeah. And Bow Wow was, like, 13. He's a couple of years older than me. And he was, like, my idol. I listened to that thing. I wore that out every day, start to finish. It had a game, so if you put it in the computer, you could play this random little arcade game. <laughs> Loved it. Unreal. Absolutely. Is it the best album of all time, Tom? Oh. No. I'm just but listening. What are you looking at me for? you had that look on your face. <laughs> like well, you're, you're going to so tell me all the rap music Why Not is even that? music. Oh, because I, yes, I could say, <laughs> oh, the Beatles, this or that. I'd be lying to you. Like, no, you're things... telling the truth. I understand, but it, it, it amazes me now, because I've been looking at this a lot lately the difference in generations is massive in this country now i mean Mm -hmm. we are not alike at all it's kind of weird when you look at it that way well i mean today is very different just as far as the things we do and how we get things done very different than back when you were a kid there's no question much different just be i think that is you know the main reason when you know you as a young kid are going through certain experiences people are going to make music about those experiences whereas today You know, if your toughest issue that you have to deal with is, you know, AI or what you're going to eat for breakfast, right. you know, you're not going to have as much emotion to sing about or just different emotional things to sing you about. You guys have not had as much strife as my generation did. That is true. I mean, having to go through the Vietnam era and having to go through the assassination of United States senators mm-hmm. and Martin Luther King and, you know, you get on the list. Yeah, it's a much... so. It, that stuff really does affect your life. There's no question about it. Yeah, and I would say where you know you have those moments, you could argue that you know 9/11 going right. through a pandemic right. and stuff. You know, there's still different forms of you know trauma that everybody. Yeah, goes I mean, about. 9/11 was huge it impact was. on everybody. I think every gen- generation has their stuff, and you they have those moments, especially like when you're 
going from leaving like the your teen mindset or your kid mindset into the real world and how mm -hmm. that reality of not everyone's trying to be good to everybody is such mm -hmm. a terrible revelation that everybody has to have. People are, are the meanest they've ever been right now. Yeah, and maybe that's a big like, thing is like we go towards kind of music that makes us feel less scared of everybody mm -hmm. or less terrified of well, the world. That came up when at the beginning of the show it came up that, that people be texting things to to professional players. I never even thought of ever doing something like that. No. Right. And I, that they shouldn't have to deal with that bullshit. Right. Well, because now, so if you I mean a professional athlete, if you're in your mid-20s, where like, so back in the day, like when my parents were in school, bullying was an in-your-face type yeah. of thing. You confront yep. your bully and the bully either backs down or you get socked in the face, you brush yourself off and move on. And now it's, you know, even when a kid leaves school, well, now they just get online and you're going to get bullied online, so you can't escape right. it. And so, it's yeah, constant. it's all just different Different experiences that people are. Going so, through. do you think the, the the reason everybody is so damn mean now is because the internet allows them to be? Yeah, because back access. in the day, what am I gonna do? Write a letter? Oh, no, I hate your guts. Send a telegraph. <laughs> Send a telegraph. Morse code. Yeah, yeah, a little Morse code. Yeah, we have. They do have to do something with digital. They can't allow people to act like animals like that. It's just disgusting. That's why I never go on it. I haven't been on it in 11 years. No, and the second you try to put regulations in, then you start to get to the, well, it's free speech and I blah, know. blah, 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 and it's, it's, there's no perfect. I suppose not. I think the only way you can use it is a tool. You just, it can't be replaced. You just call me a tool? Yeah. Thank you very much. Great like, to be you here. You can't use it. It's not interchangeable with social interaction. No. Nope. It's no, it's a tool not. for, you know, whatever, uh, reaching somebody or seeing photos or whatever, but it's only a tool. It can't be your whole life. You're right. You can't mm -hmm. think that it is interchangeable for human interaction because it's not. I will close with this because I know we got to get going, but the one thing I do kind of feel bad, you guys probably never experienced it. And if you did, you were very, very young. As a kid, when you got your paycheck every week from, you know, the, being a dishwasher or whatever, I was working at Donaldson's as a dishwasher, six, washer 16. If you're going to yawn, could you do it off camera so I don't sound like I'm boring? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have my coffee yet today, so I, I thought I could uh, sneak one in there real quick. I'm trying to talk. I'm looking directly at him. He's like, God, the story's boring. <laughs> Jesus. I'll see myself out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, I forget. Oh, so going to the, going to the, I would leave Donaldson's where I was a dishwasher, go right across street, kitty corner to Music City or Music Land, and just go through all the vinyl. Oh, it I was, bet. God, it was mm -hmm. phenomenal. I bet that was fun. I still remember there was that CD place. I mean, it was over in Uptown. Was it Cheapo? Oh, Cheapo, Cheapo Records. Cheapo Records. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a Cheapo up in Northtown. Yeah. Oh, is there no? Mm -hmm. You used to just go through all the CDs and like how you'd imagine, like, oh my God, if this <laughs> and that. And it was just like this weird world of like, okay, what well, if I get to pick one right now, what yeah. would it be? And a lot of times you don't even have money for that one. So you're just kind of looking, anyways, just for if the moment you would have money, what would you get? The Grace Jones story is still my favorite. Happened at Music City. I told you that, didn't I, Tuck? I don't think so. Oh, God, it was wonderful. So I'm like a 16-year-old boy, mm -hmm. and I'm over there looking through all the vinyl, and it's just, oh, my God, it's greatest. And these two young black girls, they're probably 15, 16, something like that. They come in the store, and they're looking at all the albums, and one of them grabs a Grace Jones album. 
You know Grace Jones is? Mm-hmm. You guys are okay? And she looks at the cover and she goes, this girl is purple. And the other one looks at it and goes, seriously purple. <laughs> I, see, you know, that experience I will never forget. Yeah. Because I was lucky enough to be standing there and mm-hmm. listen to these two girls go after Grace Jones. Yeah. That is the one thing that I miss is the album artwork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. now you just put your song online, so maybe you put a picture yep. of your face up there or something. But, yeah, when it used to be, yeah, the whole experience of music yep. has definitely changed. I couldn't agree more. we got to take a break here. Be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road? or the child that followed. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 